0: When running a software company, one of the things that we absolutely need to do, of course, is generate leads. But sometimes we don't know exactly how to do that. And we often just say, hey, maybe I can try it, or maybe I can throw someone in that I hire and they, hopefully they just generate some leads, and make some calls. And we really lack process. I'm absolutely guilty of this in my early days of growing software companies. But you know who's not guilty of it is Gabe Lulo. He's with Alley And they have incredible structure and process around how to set up an SDR team and run it so it's highly effective at booking demos. They have amazing success and some of the most famous clients in all of software. They've done some great things. And so Gabe walks us through how to set up your SDR team, how to make sure that they have the process necessary so they can book a ton of demos. And so if you're wanting a lot of leads, check this episode out because you're going to get a lot of gold on how to do it. Welcome to scale your SaaS, the podcast that gives you proven techniques and formulas for boosting your revenue and achieving your dream exit brought to you by a guy who's done just that multiple times here is your host Matt Wallach And welcome to Scale Your SaaS. Thank you very much for being here. I am delighted to have you here because we are going to help you scale your SaaS. That's exactly what we're here for. On this show, if this is your first time, we want to make sure you generate a whole ton of leads. We want to make sure you know how to close those leads and you understand how to scale a team who can do this for you. If you don't that want that, leave right now. But if you do want that, hit the subscribe button. That way, you'll get all of our episodes so you understand the best ways to scale your SaaS. And you're going to learn from the best in the industry. We bring experts on every week who can share their expertise with you and give you their knowledge. And one of those experts, this guy's amazing. I've got Gabe Lulo with me. Gabe, how you doing?
1: Doing awesome, Matt. I'm a, first off, I'm a huge fan of yours. I'm a huge fan of the podcast, and I love what you do. And I'm really excited to be here. So thanks for having me.
0: Well, that's awesome. Making my day, Gabe, already. I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm super glad to have you here. What you've been doing has been really phenomenal. And I've been watching from afar. So I'm glad to meet you and glad to jump into this. And I want to just make sure everybody knows who you are and, and what you're doing. So Gabe, he's the CEO at Alleyoop.io. And basically, this guy is the man. He has trained over 8,000 salespeople across diverse businesses. And during his tenure at Alleyoop, he's personally hired and managed more than 50 1,400 SDRs. That's a lot, folks. And with over two decades of experience in sales, marketing, and executive recruitment, his strategies have significantly driven Alleyoop's growth and shaped its corporate culture. Alleyoop.io helps companies maximize ROI through lead generation, relationship management, event support,
1: and marketing. So Gabe absolutely knows his stuff and we're delighted to have him. Thanks for being here, Gabe. Thank you so much Matt. Yeah, it's it's going to be a great show. Uh we're really proud of what we've done over the last 15 years and uh we're really excited. You know, Alib's been a phenomenal leader uh, in the marketplace and uh we're we're growing ag- aggressively right now and so we're having a lot of fun doing it.
0: That is always super fun. I want to go back though. How did it all get started? Where did Alib come from?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I actually owned my own uh executive staffing firm right out of school and did that for 10 years and was on the road um all the time. And so my personal story is funny. I I actually was looking for a company. I was about to be a dad and I had need to be not on the road all the time. Uh, And so I found a company called inside sales team. And if you judge a book by its cover, that's exactly what it is, right? That literally was the name of the company. Two brothers started it and they were doing full cycle sales, outsource full Mm -hmm. cycle sales uh, teams. And they saw the, you know, industry developing this role called SDR. And that's really obviously it was born in the SaaS and tech world. A small company called Discover Org uh, contacted them and now Zoom Info and said they need uh, their first two ever SDRs to join that uh, team. And I was one of those people. So I came on board and said, hey, I'm going to do inside sales. We created a new program, uh, rebranded to AliUp, and we've doubled down on the SDR function uh, for the last decade and uh, moved up to uh, CEO, uh, got to the CEO uh, role last year, and uh, we are, have been doing some great things. We'll be right back.
0: Game changer in lead generation lead feeder. One thing that's super frustrating when I work with clients is driving traffic to their website, but then not knowing who those visitors are. You can't tell who these companies are, but guess what? There is a tool and it's changing the game and supercharging your lead gen. It's called lead feeder. Now imagine having the power to identify companies visiting your website, track their behavior in real time, and seamlessly integrate it all with your CRM. Lead feeder is not just a tool. This thing is your secret weapon for efficient and targeted lead engagement. Now, what sets Leadfeeder apart? It's the ability to provide detailed insights into visitor behavior, helping your sales team prioritize efforts, and close deals faster. This thing's got customizable notifications, lead scoring, GDPR compliance. It's loaded. Leadfeeder is really changing the game. If you're ready to revolutionize your approach to leads and deals, head over to leadfeeder.com for your free demo today. That's L-E-A-D-F-E-E-D-E-R.com. Don't miss out on the future of successful lead generation with lead feeder and we're back can we just talk real quick about I mean I hope everybody just heard he kind of skimmed through that because he's very modest and he's such a badass but you went from SDR to CEO I want to hear about that journey that's
1: incredible yeah uh, for sure um you know I took a step back, you know, from running a staffing firm to come into this company. You know, I humbled myself and I said, Hey, listen, in order for me to be home and be close, I need to start over. In order for me to, you know, lead, help co lead this company, I needed to really do the role. And I never recruited for SDRs before. I was recruiting for executives. And so you may say, Oh, it's a lot easier uh, to recruit for maybe a lower paying or more entry level role, but <laughs> it's a very different world, right? And so, I said to the founder, I said, hey, if I can come in and prove myself and show you what I got, I'd love to build you a team. And that was his goal, is they really wanted to build a huge SDR function. And so within 90 days, uh, I was at the director of people role, uh, moved up to VP, and then I did leave the company uh, to do what you've done. I actually ran a software company for two and a half years. And uh, the founder called me up and said, hey, I'm looking to take a step back and Get into other businesses and kind of semi-retire here. He's got five kids, and so I said, "Okay, what's 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 the call about?" And he said, "Will you come run the company for me?" And so I came wow. back, and and that was two and a half years ago.
0: Such a cool journey. I love that, and I'm sure along the way
1: you've just gained an immense amount of experience and knowledge. Yeah, I mean it's it's the clients we get to work with. What's interesting about our space is we you know have really been the founding SDR team for some of the most iconic brands. That Everyone's heard of and and we as Alleyoop, the whole point of the name right we're basketball fans for sure but it's the it's the concept of we do the perfect set we set it up perfectly for the client to come in and, and slam dunk and get the crowd and get the win and and be the deal. And that is our approach to the market and that is truly, truly the definition of an SDR role, right? And so, you know, companies like ZoomInfo, Outreach.io, um, SalesLoft, RingCentral, Adobe Sign, Frontspin, Aurum, um, all of those companies and, and many, many more, uh, we were their founding SDR team. No one wow. knows it, uh, but, you know, we were the ones that started those SDR teams and now they've brought that in-house and we help facilitate that process as well. So, yeah, a little bit of our brag book, but definitely something uh, that we've been uh, excited to do over the last uh, decade.
0: Yeah, and that's phenomenal. I mean, those are some awesome logos to be able to tie your hat to. And I think if you think about it, if everybody looks at that, like those are some great companies now, but if they didn't have those initial wins back when they were trying to build, then they may not have ever gotten there. Like, how many companies could have been amazing if they just could have gotten over that initial hump? So what I want to ask you, Gabe, is, why do so many leaders, especially in the software world, struggle when trying to build an SDR team from the ground up?
1: Why are they hurting? Yeah, I think the founder led sale. I was asked this question last week and it was interesting. People are always thinking, oh, as a founder, I need to hire a VP of sales. And that VP of sales will do everything, build everything, and run it and self just as good as me. Uh, the reality is, is, that's not my approach. I recommend building an SDR function buy for us, of course, uh, for you as the founder and getting you the ability, because you're going to be the best salesperson. Now, if you're a founder that you're a product guy and you're a developer, like, and your sales is not your strong suit, no offense, let's just get out of the way. All right. But if you can come to me, yeah, exactly. But if you can go ahead and truly articulate the message, you're going to be able to sell better than anyone else. So let's funnel those meetings and not have you prospect into your calendar to get to a point where we know product market fit. We know the metrics, we know the KPIs, we know all the predictable revenue, you know, numbers, but most importantly, we then have the revenue to then facilitate that VP of sales. Cuz here's what's going to happen. The first thing the VP of sales is going to say after you hire them is I need a team of SDRs. And so you're going to do it anyway, but it's just going to cost you a lot more money to do it. So mm-hmm. I would say if that's, you know, what you're questioning when you're starting up, that's how I would recommend doing it. And by the way, you know, Henry Shook was in the rotation when we were booking meetings. Uh, so I can, and he was just talking about that on a podcast a week ago on Saster. So I can tell you for sure that, that those founders of those companies were, were selling just like their AEs were.
0: Yeah, and that's, Henry is the CEO and founder of ZoomInfo, just so everybody is on the same page there. So that's. Uh, I want I want to touch on that because You're preaching to the choir here, Gabe. Uh, If Long-time listeners of the show, they're like, oh, Matt's told us that a long time. Founder-led sales is the way to start for sure. Because like Gabe said, you sell it better. But then also when you sell first, if you're the founder, if you sell first, you get so many advantages. First of all, you're talking directly to your market. You can hear what they're telling you, which means you can develop your product towards that market and their needs. You can make your marketing messaging match what what fits for them. You can make your sales process align with what's going to work with your market. And so you gain so many advantages. That's one big thing. But then the second one is When you do get some some capability and you get some revenue in place and you know you can hire somebody to come in and run it for you, well, you know if they're doing it right or wrong. I talked to so many founders, and I'm sure you've seen this as well, Gabe, where they're like, yeah, I just hired the VP of sales, like you said. But the problem is they don't know the market. They don't know this, or they don't know that, or they don't know your product or your history or your company, and they fail and they didn't have a good leg to stand on. And so if you can hand it off to somebody already knowing the process, already ready to go, it makes it so much easier. And you know if they're doing it right because you've done it. It's just amazing, right?
1: It is. I mean, we have three pillars here in order. People, process, technology. You know, we we supply the best SDRs in the world. Why do I say that? Because they have to go through me before they're hired. I mean, many organizations in our space don't have the CEO doing the, the final interviews for all the SDRs. The reason why we do that is because that literally is our product. We don't have widgets, we don't have warehouses, we don't have inventory, we're not a SaaS company. We are a service company. So our SDRs literally are our product. So they have to be best in class. So that's people. But to your point, process is the second thing. And let's figure that process out as a founder-led sales organization so we can, again, pass that over to a VP of sales. And then they can go execute. And then you can go take what you've learned and develop that product or create partnerships or get funding. Another thing to double down is many clients come to us with zero intention of having revenue and closed deals as the number one priority. Where it is, what are those metrics? what's the product market fit? what is the market telling your SDRs right that I need to know to develop my product more features, do this or that and and how and and then also using those all those metrics and KPIs. To bring it to investors, VCs, P's, and, and they can go ahead and then fund those companies based on those data points. And that is a super huge, you know, overlooked thing mostly when, when working with an, a firm like ours is because all of that information you can use to go get more funding, which is usually what the founders are looking to do anyway, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. I love it, and I know that we talked about it earlier in the intro. But you've played a significant role in training eight thousand salespeople. Yeah. Uh, what principles would you emphasize in your training programs, and just to make sure that you can ensure that success?
1: Well, I'll leave the AE training to you. And I was just doing a, a, a <laughs> post on this on LinkedIn. It'll be coming out next week. Is you know sales development training and uh, full cycle sales training is very different, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of times companies who just, you know, bring in an AE or bring in a VP of sales, full cycle people and they're the ones responsible to train the SDRs. Like leave the full cycle sales and closing to you, Matt, and leave the SDR type training to experts that are knowing the SDR function because getting someone to say yes to a 30-minute appointment is a lot different than being a subject matter expert and sales engineer and closing deals and negotiating contracts, right? So mm-hmm. what we do is we focus on a training and fundamentals of how to get people to get to say yes to a meeting. And just here's a little bit of the secret sauce. We've broken down every SDR objection into 10 categories. So you're going to hear a million things when you're trying to get someone to say yes to an appointment. But- we have figured out that we can Rolodex every single thing you ever hear into 10 buckets. So if you can master how to respond to 10 conversations, essentially, you're going to increase your batting average of getting meetings on the calendar. Uh, so we just have to really respect your role before you understand how to train for it. Our role, the role of a sales development rep is different than marketing and more definitely different than sales engineers, AEs, or even CS. So you just have to treat it differently and that's what we train.
0: Yeah. I, I love that. And it's so cool hearing from an expert like yourself about all these different things, the 10 different this and that. And that's that shows that there's so much experience and systems behind it that just makes it so powerful. I mean, so many times I hear people like, I don't know, we just hired a guy and said, go call some people. And it's just like the <laughs> the, the the lack of, of process compared to what you guys are doing is amazing. And one thing I want to ask you and get your take on, because I feel really strongly about it is, I believe in within the sales process, within the sales team, specialty is critical mm-hmm. because I have these people and they're like, Oh, well we have a couple sales guys and this is word for word. So we have a couple sales guys and either they don't generate the leads or they don't work hard to close the leads. And I'm like, well, are they doing everything you want them to like generate leads and close? And like, yeah, Well, guess what that's so hard for a human brain to do like oh i I, i'm I'm working on this thing i'm trying to solve this oh wait now i need to stop and go do this other thing and generate leads and what ends up happening is let's say once they get busy let's say they do a great job at generating the leads and then they start like working on the closing well they're going to spend more time on that and then they don't generate leads they don't have a future and so having someone do all of it from lead generation all the way through close becomes very very difficult especially if it starts working which is crazy so for i'm a big believer in specialty get somebody purely focused on generating leads so they continue to drive the funnel and get somebody purely focused on closing those leads what do you think
1: yeah i'm a car guy right i I like motorcycles i like cars like going fast and i can tell you that when henry ford figured out the assembly line it changed the game and it's Mm -hmm. the same process in the sales right you know, if you're trying to have a guy build the entire engine, put everything together, and do it like they used to, you're just—it's just not going to be as effective. And in the same, you know, we look at the sales cycle, right, or or the funnel, however you want to call it. But that's the same process here. Let the SDRs focus on prospecting. Let the you know full cycle sales focus on selling and negotiating and closing deals. The reality is, is when we meet with teams and we ask them, do they have an SDR team? They say no. And it's so, okay, great. How many sellers do you have? They say five. I said, and then we interview the sellers and we ask them, how many, how, what's your percentage of prospecting throughout the day? They're saying 70% most of the time. They're spending 60 to 70% of their day prospecting. So I say, okay, owner of the company, you're having your five sellers spend 70% of their time prospecting and you're paying them to be closers, you're paying them to be subject matter ex- experts, you're paying them for revenue. They're very, very well paid and yet they're spending all their time trying to get people to say yes to a demo. What are you doing? I mean, there's 790,000 profiles on LinkedIn right now for the for the title of SDR. So still again, companies even in SaaS, even though this was a position that was born in SaaS, still don't do it uh, or are doing it wrong uh, or more importantly are are now wiping out SDR teams and putting that pressure back on the AE teams for economic reasons due to the mm-hmm. downturn and so yeah we have to there's a better way and it is to your point specialty make sure that you know your role know what you're good at pass it the baton and 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 do it the right way and put that process to your, to your point in place
0: i love it and i was actually just working with my clients yesterday and something you said very important a few minutes ago a lot of times people struggle because they're trying to sell the product when doing cold outreach, right? Mm-hmm. So they're trying to, hey, we have an amazing thing, it's so cool, you need to, you need to you know, get in and let's talk. And my big thing is, don't sell the product, just sell the next step. And you said yep. it perfectly. You said that they're purely focused on getting people onto a demo. And that's exactly how it should be. If we think about the entire funnel, if you drive someone to the website, first of all, if you make an ad like on Google Ads, your whole goal is just to click the, click the link and go to the website. And then once they're on the landing page, the whole goal is to click the CTA. And then once they're at that next page, the whole goal is to fill out the information. No, You don't have to sell the product, which feels like a big effort to somebody who's cold. Just sell that next step. And Gabe, you, you illustrated that perfectly. Your team is finely tuned and focused on how do we just get someone onto the call? Now, when we're on the call, we're trying to sell the next step, whether that's booking a t- time with the CEO or something or getting to a close, whatever it is. But... Let's just get that next step. And it sounds like you guys are doing that great.
1: Yeah, there's another analogy to double down on it. We did a post on it uh, recently too. And uh, I, this was like one of the most engaged posts I've ever done because it just resonates and it just makes sense. The SDR role is the trailer to the movie right? So when you watch a trailer to the movie, it's punchy, it's fast, it's quick, it's high level. It's 30 seconds, by the way. And it is entire function is to get someone to sit down for the movie. Now, of course the demo is the movie, right? But the reality is, is you don't talk about the ending to the movie in the trailer. You don't talk about everyone dies at the end of the movie in the trailer. You're ruining the movie. And so you don't do that. And that's what that process is, is the whole point of that role, that next step is to get them into the demo. And mm-hmm. the biggest thing you know, clients ask us all the time is like, well, how would I know that your SDRs will be knowledgeable enough about my product to go ahead and bring it to market? And I will tell them two things. One, they will be, they'll probably be more knowledgeable than yours, frankly, with, with an onboarding that we do. But not to be rude, I say, it, we don't want them to be. You don't want an SDR, not because we don't want it to be knowledgeable, we don't want that call to be filled with product, 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 and features, features, mm-hmm. features. What's the point of booking a demo if you're doing the demo in the invitation? And by the way, they're going to backfire and not, never sit down and, and make a judgment call and a decision before they even see it. That's like saying, I, I'm not going to go check out a movie and you don't know anything about it. And so again, you gauge the interest in the demo, not on the, on the invitation call.
0: Yeah, I love that. This is this is amazing stuff. And unfortunately, we are getting close. But oh, yeah. can you share some advice if someone's like, okay, this sounds great. I, I really need to uh, start thinking about how I'm going to structure my sales team on the whole or build my SDR team and start doing yeah. some good outreach. Can you share some advice for somebody who's in that stage trying to figure this out?
1: We'll call Matt. that. So you can learn exactly how to <laughs> how to close deals. If you're not a, a leader or founder who's been closing deals yet, that's that's first thing. Um, but second thing is really find a, a team that you want to do it in house, or find something that is going to allow you to build a, a structure around uh, the entire process you, we've been talking about on this call. You know, putting that process in place is so so important, and uh, and then also making sure that you're using and leveraging best in class technology. I think that's another third piece to this whole puzzle. Uh, There's so many tools and technology out there that it's daunting and overwhelming. I mean, most of us are all in the technology business as a software companies, right? But at the end of the day, you know, you want to make sure you're stacking and supporting those people uh, throughout that process. Too many times we see people, you know, come in and like you said, Hey, they're just making calls or, you know, they're they're booking meetings and, you know, here's a list and, and there's no organization. So start small Don't fill it with a lot of people because that's when it's going to break and bring in a handful of people, but work on the process. And then once that's done, you can just multiply and and scale from there. That would be my recommendation.
0: I love that. That's a great piece. I'm glad you added that. I think it's so funny because those of us in software sales know that if you've done it long enough, you've talked to teams who are super frustrated because they have bad technology. That's why we come in to try and help them with whatever we're trying to sell. Yep. And so we sometimes forget about our own team might have that same experience with what we're giving them and it's right. so frustrating for somebody on a team to be using bad technology and so you're absolutely right if you can get them leveled up on the technology side all the better
1: yep absolutely and 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 you know inspect what you expect you know make sure that part of that technology piece is giving you those reports and those data points to make data driven decisions don't don't trust your gut on this one, uh, you know. If this is about data driven decisions, it's about a repeatable process, and it's about you know sh- being fanatical about the metrics. And that's once you're there, you can do it with two people, right? You could do it with literally two people, seller and an AE. Mm-hmm. Once you're there, or sorry, an SDR and an AE, and then you go from wherever you want to go. I think I, uh, Zoom Info has over six hundred SDRs right now, just SDRs. So you wow. can see how that wow. how that goes. Um, so yeah. Yeah, for
0: sure. Okay. Well, this has been amazing, Gabe, and I've really loved it. And by the way, if you're out there like, hey, what do I do? I'm not sure how to handle this whole SDR thing. Call Gabe. Like, You need to get in touch with Gabe and Alu because they are the experts at it and they can make this happen. So Gabe, what's the best way
1: for our audience to learn more about you and Alu? I'm hyper responsive on LinkedIn. So reach out to me, uh, Gabriel Lulo on LinkedIn. Um, I respond to every direct message. Uh, good, bad or ugly. Uh, So if you pitch me, uh, you got to give it a good one. Um, But uh, and then of course, our website alleyoop.io.
0: Okay, perfect. We'll put all that in the show notes. So if you're watching or listening, definitely check that out. So you can see all that good stuff. But Gabe, this has been fantastic. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing all your knowledge.
1: Thank you so much, Matt. It's been a pleasure.
0: Likewise. And everybody out there, thank you for being here. Make sure that if you like this, if you thought this was awesome, not only subscribe, but we're looking for reviews as well. Go ahead and put a review in there. I will be very grateful to you, but also other people who are looking for helpful content, they will be grateful to you as well. So thank you. Thank you for being here. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to Scale Your SaaS. For more help on finding great leads and closing more deals, go to Mattwallach.com.